Welcome to the Complete Fitness Podcast with Core 4 Complete Fitness. Your episode is starting in 3, 2, 1. Alrighty, hello. Finally got it to work. Technical difficulties today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 112th episode of the Complete Fitness Podcast. It is me, Evan. Today, we got a slew of things to talk about. But first, as I often like to start this podcast, check in with yourself. How you doing? You doing okay? You're driving the kids to school, from school, picking them up after school, heading to work, whatever your life is. Watching this on YouTube. Thank you if you're watching this on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and like the videos. It will go a long way for me. Thank you. Um, but how you doing? You doing okay? I hope you're doing well. What's going on? We had Valentine's Day it was yesterday. I hope you were with loved ones in whatever way you guys celebrate. I hope it was a great day. It's kind of a Tuesday night. And it's probably not the craziest Valentine's Day of your life. But hey, maybe it was. Uh, either way, regardless, I hope it was great. Um, Super Bowl happened on Sunday. Um, it was all right. It was fun. It was a football game, but it didn't really have the feeling of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is kind of like more, I don't know, it's, it's, it's got a feeling, kind of like Christmas does to me. I don't know if that's because I'm such a football fan or not, if everyone feels that. But uh, it kind of didn't feel like the Super Bowl this year. The game was great. It was entertaining, but it was kind of back and forth and then ended pretty anticlimactically. Uh, but even like I did good, I did some play some bets, some fun Super Bowl bets, won a lot of them, did very good, way better than I normally do when betting. And it still was just kind of like, meh, it was okay. It was fun. Uh, before the Super Bowl, I got pulled over and didn't get a ticket. Which is huge. It's a big time personal record for me, something that I've always wanted to accomplish in my life. Um, and I'm just proud to say that I stand before you, sit before you now as a man who has done it. Um, couldn't have been a nicer police officer, which was just awesome. Just good luck. Um, I was driving. So Rowan fell asleep in the car. We were driving all the way back from Detroit. He fell asleep like halfway through. So we were like, we can't go home now because then it's just like a 15-minute nap and then he's up and then it's the rest of his day is completely ruined. So we're just going to keep driving around for like 40 minutes so he gets a decent chunk of nap in here. It's all about keeping that schedule, baby. Um, and so that made it more frustrating because I thought in real time as I got pulled over, I'm like, man, I'm just literally driving just to drive now. I didn't even have to be here. I wasn't even getting from point A to point B. I was literally just doing – you know, all the other points between A and B just for whatever. I mean, for him to sleep. So it's not like it was pointless, but you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, but the police officer, he gets out of his car. So he's coming westbound and I'm going eastbound. So it was weird. He did, it did like the quick U-turn and, and got me. But he said he saw me like, he's like, I had you back there, back by Pontiac Trail is what he said, which was like miles back from where I was. He's like, I had you back there going 62 and a 45. So it was bad. It was, that was legitimate speeding, 17 over. And uh, he goes, I got you I got you back there uh, 
my Pontiac Trail. So all of a sudden my mind's going, what the hell kind of technology do these police officers have where he can just be driving the opposite way? And like, unless I misunderstood what he said, or he said the wrong name of the road, maybe something happened anyway. But I'm like in real time while interacting with this guy going, can you really, can your cars, are they really outfitted with this technology that you can surveil two miles in front of you heading towards you and the speeds they're going? Because that's wild. Um, and if they can, you heard it here first, be careful on those roads, uh, for many reasons, don't speed, uh, not just don't get a ticket. Um, but anyway, we were just driving. Rowan was sleeping. Uh, Chandice was in the car. So we were just, you know, talking, listening to music or whatever, and just kind of zoning out. And it was a like back road, country road, just driving. There wasn't anybody else around. We were just looking at these houses and just driving. It was a beautiful, sunny day on Sunday. So it was literally just a, just an innocent, just wasn't paying attention, just zoning out, driving, thinking about Rowan sleeping, talking with my wife and just, doing the thing and uh so he goes he he comes up and he goes hey good afternoon first thing he said hello sir good afternoon and i was like whoa okay hi that was i was not expecting that not that i was expecting anything to like him to be rude by any means but hey good afternoon it was like that it was that chipper voice i went hello sir how you doing and uh so we just you know, he was, he was just a nice guy. And he goes, so I got you back there over Pontiac Trail going 17 over or whatever. And he's like, and also your tabs are expired. And so just a couple months, they expired in November. He's like, you know, normally it's it's fine, but just make sure you get it done. Um, but he didn't give me the hard, a hard time at all. He's just like, hey, whatever. And I even said, hey, sorry. I just kind of, you know, zoning out, driving, got a sleeping baby in the backseat. And he even went, oh okay, I'll be quiet. Took like a step back from the window and like brought his voice down. So I'm just like, Hey, here's the, here's whatever I owe you. You know, I'm at this point, just thankful that this is such a great interaction with anybody. If I met anybody who was just this nice, um, I would enjoy my time. It's funny in the way that I was meeting this individual was him potentially giving me a ticket, potentially two tickets. Um, Anyway, so long story short, he goes, okay, I'll be quiet. And then he goes back. I give him my license, registration, all that kind of stuff. He goes back. He comes back and he goes, um, all right, the car, you know, said it was from a dealership in Grozeal or Trenton, Grozeal. He said Grozeal for some reason, but I don't think there's a dealership. And I definitely didn't get my car from Grozeal. But if you're not in Michigan, it's just a different town. It's an hour and a half away from where I live, where I was pulled over. And, uh, He's like, is this, are you from there? Did you move here? You guys just move here or something? Um, and then he goes, cause I'm a downriver guy myself, which is a big thing. If you live downriver here, um, everybody knows everybody. It's just kind of like a whole town. It's not just one city. That's the weird thing about downriver is it's, that's why it's called downriver because it's just down, you know, the Detroit river. Um, but it's just like this whole little horseshoe on the East coast of East, Southeast coast of Michigan. Um, a bunch of different towns and I go, no, but you know, my parents are from there. I spent a lot of time there growing up, whatever. And then, you know, he was, he looked like around my parents age and I was like, did you go to Gabriel Rashard GR? 
he's like, no, I went to Trent. I was like, oh, okay. Well, my family, you know, they all went to Gabriel Richard growing up. And then he starts, you know, chit-chatting and bullshitting about, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think he said his son went there or is a teacher there or something, some, some type of thing that related. And uh, anyway, long story short, he goes, okay, I'm going to run back. Do you have a good cleaning record or <laughs> cleaning record? You have a good driving record. I go, yeah, you know, it's clean, whatever. Goes back, comes back, goes, have a nice day. I'm dumbfounded. Was not expecting that, especially when he said it was both things. I'm like, best case scenario, it's a ticket for five over. If he's being nice, he seemed like a nice guy. But I never for one second thought, hey, I am going to get away with nothing. And so it was a big deal. I was actually dumbfounded. He gave it back, and I was like, looked over at my wife and I was like, do I just leave now? She's like, yeah. And now she, you know, just being a whatever, just beautiful woman, she just gets probably gotten away with a lot of tickets. I should have asked her how many tickets have you gotten uh, away with? I got to ask her. Chan, if you're listening or watching, I'm going to ask you. Um, but she's probably used to getting off tickets. So uh, I was dumbfounded. And then we kept driving around. Rowan stayed sleeping the whole time. She's the best. Um, so I'm just driving with my hot wife and we're just circling around and then I start analyzing as I do. I go, why was he just in a good mood? Is it cause the sun's shining, uh, easy shift, something great just happened. Uh, is he looking forward to what's, you know, maybe he's going to go on vacation. This is his last shift. Did he just relate to me because I had a baby in the car and we're just out for a Sunday drive and he's been there. Did he relate to me because of the down river thing? Was it just because I'm, I'm me, I'm so charming and fit and attractive? What is the deal? Why did this happen? Because my hot wife. Um, and so we talk about it back and forth. And she said, you know, I just think it was a good interaction, as good as you felt. You know, maybe that's how he felt too. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of fascinating. And it kind of made me start thinking, which leads into the po point of this podcast, um, about how some interactions are just easy, some interactions are hard, and what kind of the underlying factors that go into that. And obviously, people want to be met with the same mood, same intention. Um, and a lot of that happens from you know the self-work that we do. So many days, and I'll be the first to admit it, especially recently, uh, I would have been much more annoyed. The second I saw the lights come on, I would have been like, come on, the Super Bowl the Super Bowl's about to start. Already late. What am I doing? I don't want to. God, why? Why? And then, you know, not even taking any of the blame that I was going 17 miles per hour over the speed limit. I have expired plates. Anything like that, just not even acknowledging it at all. Just being like, woe is me. Um, and the truth is, that comes from us losing our potential and us losing our. Um, um, I wrote it down in my trusty uh, notebook here so that I can stay on track. Um, it helps develop our, our potential. When we lose track of our potential just as human beings, that's when we get insecure. We have that self-doubt, that low self-esteem, um, which could trickle down to as long if you let it, if you let it, um, I wrote little arrows here to remind myself that insecurity kind of turns into like a bitterness, which could turn into resentful, which would turn into, um, belittling or doubting. Um, or delegitimizing people um, in your mind. And then that ultimately turns dangerous because you start viewing people as, you know, not individuals because um, you're just angry at them. You basically end up walking around angry. And it all stems back from um, 
losing sight of your potential, which drops that self-esteem, blah, 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 snowball effect. I'm not saying just if you lose sight of your potential one day and you get pulled over by a police officer, that means you're, you could be dangerous. That's not at all what I'm saying. But the people that are dangerous, not even in that situation, just in the life situation, um, and dangerous, it doesn't have to be, you know, that dramatic. It could be, unfortunately, in some situations. But I just mean, like, will lead to, like, an altercation or a fight, whether it's verbal or physical with somebody, a loved one, a stranger, um, you know, the road rage, like, things like that where, where there's friction. Um, it ultimately does stem back from stuff you do to yourself. So how this relates to the gym um, and why people say, you know, working out makes you feel better. Um, I'm a sole believer in, again, that word potential that I was at. Um, when we work out and challenge ourselves and do something challenging, that's what fuels that potential. So every single day when you do something as routine, hopefully, as working out and moving your body, um, you kind of reawaken that potential and you kind of convince yourself and tell yourself that you can do shit. And it's not just, you know, you, you're, you're able to, and I wrote this down again. Uh, we need difficult tasks and we need to know that we can overcome difficult tasks. And that in turn grows that potential, right? And grows uh, that self-esteem and grows us feeling good. And so when you come back all the way down to fitness, is fitness really that important and why it helps mentally? I believe a good, you know, there's the science of the dopamine release and all of that kind of stuff. But I believe a good um, majority of that comes from you feeling that accomplishment. And we lose that accomplishment. And if we're somebody who does not work out or is trying to get into working out, um, maybe that could be a motivator for you or kind of fuel for you to get things going. It doesn't have to be, I'm working out for two hours. I'm working as hard as I can. I'm going to be super sore and I'm going to starve myself and only eat, you know, boring foods um, because I need to do this. Maybe it's more so focus on every single day. I'm going to do something physically challenging and that's going to make me feel that much better, 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 that much better. And then the fun things start to happen where you notice some changes and then it becomes routine. It becomes fun. You become passionate about it. Um, you become good at it. People start to notice you. Uh, but sometimes it really comes down to shrinking it down to the fact of if you are not doing something challenging, you're not seeing your potential. So your self-esteem gets hindered, your confidence gets hindered, and then you start viewing the world as the woe is me, where the world is against me. These people don't like me. This people is, and I'm, and again, I am hand up, as I say in one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I, uh, I'm awesome. Like the boys in my group chat can attest to me. I love sending just this random TikTok influencer video and talking about how stupid it is that this person is making this video, like how dumb this post was or whatever. And that's all just from me on, on a bad day when I'm just like annoyed, right? Like, because in reality, who cares? If you want to do that, do that. I mean, it's not affecting me. I don't have to look at it. Um, but I see it and I roll my eyes and then I get angry at the fact that it even exists or the fact that people are even buying into the BS that they're saying. 
don't get me wrong, that happens a lot. That is real. Uh, but days when I'm feeling good and I've accomplished something challenging, um, whether it's fitness or not, whether but I've boosted my self-esteem. I, I think of it as an everyday, something you need to gather. You need to grab that self-esteem, grab that confidence every day, do something um, every day to kind of feel comfortable. Um, but once I have grabbed that, I find that I'm not as negative. And sometimes, which is interesting, is I'll send it to the boys. I'll say, hey, this is stupid, whatever, this kid in the cowboy hat, not dancing, but has a million followers and comments as if he's dancing um, or as if he's talented in general. Um, and I'll send it to the boys and they really won't respond to it. And I'll, you know, looking, I'll, I'll be like, ah, oh, they're having a good day. And then some days I send it and they respond to it and they're like, oh my God, it's the dumbest thing. I can't stand it. And then I go, this is why you're my boys. Cause we're both on the same level right now. Um, and then we make ourselves laugh. and it's all innocent fun. Um, you know, doesn't hurt anybody. It's just us being goofballs um, in that scenario. I don't know why I thought of that scenario, but um, I got there somewhere through this rambling I was doing. Um, but yeah, that, that confidence and that self-esteem and that potential, um, I view it as something you earn every single day and you don't roll out of bed feeling good every single day. I think every once in a while you do some days this morning I did. I felt I woke up feeling pretty good. Um, tomorrow morning might not be the same. You know, I might wake up and be like, oh, I got this whole day in front of me. I'm tired. I don't want to do this part of the day. I don't want to do that part of the day. don't want to have this interaction. I don't want to have that interaction. Maybe it'll happen. Um, but then I know when that's happening, I need to do something to get that self-esteem and confidence rocking. I need to do something challenging. And sometimes that's just getting up and getting to work. Sometimes it's getting out of bed. Sometimes that's doing the workout. Sometimes that's accomplishing what you want to accomplish. Maybe you have a big meeting at 10 that you're dreading. After that meeting's done, you know this feeling. It feels awesome. You're fueled the rest of the day. This is why also remember like back in your high school, I guess it's relatable now, but you know how you are tired and you get like that one o'clock, two 30 after lunch, sleepy feeling. And you make up in your mind, you go, the second I'm done from work or school, I'm going to go home and take a nap if you're able to. Obviously, this is like before kids. That's why I said school. So think back like when you were younger and all you had to do was work. I'm going to get home and I'm going to pass out and sleep for two hours. And then I'm going to wake up and do whatever I want. When you had that much free time, that was nice. Um, but then you'd get home and you'd have this boost of energy. Um it's because you have that boost of accomplishment, that feeling of doing some, having done something. You go, oh, okay. Um, and now you can focus on things that are a little more fun, things that you want to do. Um, and those fun things that you want to do are more fun because of how you are feeling about it. Because you have that um, – what's that word I use? I already forgot it. You have that potential that you're, that you're feeling and seeing. And uh, it's also – the opposite, when you start doing those fun things and spending a lot of time, do maybe you're binge watching a show on Netflix and then six hours go by on your Sunday and you feel lousy. That's why. It's because that day you really didn't do anything. And again, um, this is my personal experience. This is my belief. And I want to share it with you in case it's something that could motivate you uh, to get into the gym every day. And it's a good starting spot. And I've made a podcast about this. I say this every podcast, but I made a podcast about this. I could not tell you when, maybe over a year ago. Um, 
but it says, but it said, I don't know if it was the title or, but the point of it was, if you need to make a life change, start with fitness. And this is why this is a much more thought out thorough way that I've been working on to say that to you. Um, because if you're not seeing your potential, it's easy to lose your potential. Everybody does it. I've done it. Everyone does it all the time. If you're not seeing that potential, it's easy to start doubting yourself, feeling low about yourself. And then that's when you become a bitter person, an angry person, and not somebody that your loved ones deserve to be around. They deserve better. Um, and you should be better for them. And if you being better for them means you need to do a little more work, take a little more accountability, um, you can't look elsewhere. You know, it needs to be you. So not meant to be a lecture. It's meant to be a fire up, pump up speech. Um, so I'm sorry if it if it's coming off that way. As I'm just some guy just lecturing you. Um, it's just a new way of thinking. And it's helped me. And so maybe it would help you. And especially with people um, starting and wanting to try to get into the gym and get into fitness and moving your body. But maybe you got a long way to go. Maybe you're somebody who is – really, really starting and needs to lose 100, 150, 200 pounds in order uh, to feel good. Um, I promise you go, you do a workout, you'll feel better than if you don't go do the workout. And that's an everyday victory. And that day, if you just focus on that day, do what's going to make you feel good, accomplish something, do something challenging one day at a time, um, especially in the gym world, everything's rolling. All of a sudden, you're a little more confident. You know, you get a better job, you get the, maybe you meet a lady, maybe you meet (laughs) or whatever. Um, I really think it's a snowball effect. And I really think a lot of it comes from your body and being comfortable in your own skin. And as much as physically that might help from the gym, mentally that helps tenfold from the gym. Um, And that feeling of accomplishment, we need it as people, we deserve it as people, but it's hard. So I get that it's hard, and I'm not somebody who's going to say do something hard every single day, even though that's basically what I just said. Obviously, there's going to be days when you don't, but take a peek and mind and be mindful of days that you don't. Are you a little more crabbier? Are you a little more resentful? Do you Are you more annoyed with the way people act or the way they think? Or if you get stopped at a red light, are you a little more fired up than if you just got stopped at a red light the next day? Um it's the small little details that I personally focus on a whole bunch that you kind of notice and you go, okay, well, um, this is something I can control. If it's as simple as four or five days a week hitting a good workout, um, it's as simple as that. And maybe you're somebody who does work out all the time and you still get that feeling. Maybe it's time to ramp it up. Maybe those workouts got to be a little harder. Maybe you got to move a little faster, lift a little heavier, challenge yourself a little bit more to get that same feeling that you did when you started. Um, you got to accomplish something. Um, and you know, that's the thing is it's you versus you. You know whether or not you worked hard and got through something that was challenging to you. I could say, you know, like if you said to me, go do your morning of training coach classes and then work out after, um, to me, that feels pretty good. That's a pretty significant start to the day. And the rest of my day feels pretty easy. And I feel pretty loosey-goosey and confident uh, throughout the day and happy. Um, somebody else, that bit might be way too little. You might have to do way more than that to feel that accomplishment. 
Somebody else, that might be way too much. You might have to do way less than that to feel accomplishment. That's why you start a new job. It's something new. It's something scary. Just doing that eight hours, your shift is plenty. You know, you're kind of in that buzz feeling. You're like, oh, okay, this is this is my new life. Tomorrow I got to go back, but that was a good first day. And you're kind of you're kind of buzzing a little bit. It's that sense of accomplishment. It's doing something out of your comfort zone and doing it and accomplishing it. Um, so anyway, that's a weird career mending. Uh, but the purpose of that is to kind of just see how it works in different avenues um, and how to grow ultimately as an individual. Starting with fitness is huge. It's huge. It worked for me. changed my life fully. Um, it's why I'm so passionate to bring it to others. And if you're somebody who's even in a lull, maybe you've just you've been going to the gym the last year and this 2023 has not started out great for you um, and you're really feeling lousy about it and you're giving yourself a hard time, get in, do something challenging um, and get get the wheels in motion turning. I one time told this lady she was struggling getting in and I told her to uh, clean out her refrigerator and she did. She did. She listened to me. She turned out, cleaned out her refrigerator and then came to the gym. I was messaging her, let's say like afternoon, like noon. And she's like, I'm really struggling. I've been depressed. I can't get things going. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, whatever. She's like, but I really need to go back to the gym. I know it's good for me. I know I miss you guys, blah, 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 all the great stuff. And then uh, she's like, but I just can't get the wheels in motion. And I said, uh, do you have free time now? She said, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you Organize your refrigerator, clean your refrigerator. You probably need to, right? She was like, oh, God, yeah. Um, and she was laughing. Now, she had to get herself get to a point where she wanted to reach out and message me. So it's her. Yeah, I might be able to push um, in some instances. And a lot of people would have heard me say, change your, clean out your refrigerator. And they would have been like, this guy sucks. Shut up. I'm not going to, I'm coming to you because I want to go to the gym. What are you telling me about my refrigerator? But this woman is very, very cool, and she's kind of a deeper thinker. And uh, she went, okay, I'm going to do it. And then later that night, showed up to the gym, and she's like, you know, I'm not kidding. That kind of started things. And I'm like, yes, I know. I know. you got to accomplish something. Do something hard. Get up off the couch if just that is plenty challenging for you. Do it. Take a shower if that is enough for you. Um, hopefully, you're not in that bad of a place. But if you are, you know, you got to jump. You got to say when. Sometimes – you know, you would do it for your best friend. You would do it for your brother or your child or your spouse or your sister or whatever. You would do that for a loved one. Do it for yourself too. You know, give yourself the little nudge. Um, and last one, last little part. I mean, as I to adjust the friend, I can say sit here and say till I'm blue in the face. Do this. Get out of your comfort zone. Change. Do this. Get out of, your, out of the comfort zone. Change. And in fact, I do. And in fact, I have a lot. And as uh, successful as I may have been with somebody, I've been unsuccessful with many, many people also. Um, it's kind of the part of the trainer job is you really have great success. The people that buy in really have good success and end up being real happy. Um, the people that don't buy in don't have the best success um, and might leave a little more unhappy. It's kind of the nature of the beast. Uh, as a personal trainer, you got to you need like three, four months to really earn some trust with somebody. Um, and that three, four months needs to be consistent. And also they need to be doing things outside of the gym that you're telling them to do. So there's a lot that goes into being a good coach, being a good trainer. Um, and a lot of it is is the trust. Um, so that's kind of our goal is always to 
to gain someone's trust immediately so that they'll stick with you and then they'll see, all right, this guy knows what he's talking about. If I do do these things, I'm going to be where I want. But I want you to switch it out instead of me saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. If you're somebody who's struggling with being consistent at the gym, uh, struggling with even stepping foot in the gym, somebody who just needs to lose weight, maybe you just, you know, as I mentioned earlier, maybe you're, you know, really just trying to lose weight and joining a gym or moving your body even too much right now is not even in the out of or is out of the question, uh, not even in the cards. Is what I was trying to say. Um, I want to ask you. Um, what do you think the answer is? What's going to make you stay consistent at the gym? What's going to make you start to lose the weight you want to lose? What's going to make you gain the strength you want to gain? What's going to make you change the job you, you want to change to? What's going to make you be happier at home? Whatever it may be, what's gonna ma- what's, what is going to do it? And you answer that. I'm not going to answer that. You answer that. And when you have it, take a small step towards that. And think, almost blame yourself. Think of, put it in your, it might not be the case. Of course, it's not, I'm not telling you to blame yourself, but I want you to think of it in the situation where you go, what would make this easier? The truth is it's going to boil down to, it's always hard. And it's always a challenge. And the thing is, if it wasn't a challenge, it's not worth it. That's not life. That's not living. Life is all these challenges and obstacles, and it's building that potential, um, and that's what it's worth it. I say things in the gym. One of my favorite things to say is if it's easy, it's boring. Um, you know, when people are struggling through a workout and I help motivate them, I always say on the mic, if it was easy, it'd be boring. And that's not that's not living. You know, living's exciting. Living's fun, and, and that, that involves some, some danger, some scariness. Um so that's it, guys. Uh, I hope this found you well. I hope it was motivating to you. Core Force Supplements, guys. CoreForceSupplements.com. You know the deal. Please rate, review, subscribe uh, the podcast, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music, whatever. Um, we appreciate it. Until next time, guys. I love you.